On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Now, this should be the most exciting episode ever when we got Brighton in the frame and no rock in the podcast. Can you say hi to the podcast world? Here she is. And Jenny, Zach, and Matt, as always. What's up, Pete? Hey, everyone. Hey. How's it going? Oh, I miss you guys. I miss seeing you in real life. It was always the highlight of my week to get to come into the studio. Okay, Brighton says she's that's enough. That's she's done. Yeah. I feel the same way. I'll see you guys. This was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're losing co-hosts left and right. I don't know what it's like to not see someone I I don't know. I mean, other than, you know, at the grocery store, we don't really interact with someone, but not see someone that doesn't live in my house that I get to interact with and have a conversation with. I don't know what that's, I forgot what that's like almost. Yeah, it's definitely strange. Uh, I'm I'm okay with not talking to people because I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm missing a haircut though. So yeah. bad. Like on my face and like on my head, like just in both cases, I wish I had somebody who could cut my hair and I love Christine to death, but I, I don't. She can't handle this tangled mane. It's just too much. So mine too, and I'm not letting it happen. That's a hot topic <laughs> I'd like to address. I just see here's the thing. When you put yourself out there and, and say that you are a podcast co-host, you really become like just a product of the people. So I believe that we should let the audience decide. Should oh, I no. do wow. cut his hair? I actually really like it long, but I could just do like a little trimming up around, around Yeah, mostly around the ears and the back, right? That's really so here's the thing is everybody can weigh in all they want, but she's not cutting my hair. Keith, <laughs> <laughs> come on. It's for the show. For the, gonna the show. She's going to catch you. Yeah. Yeah. We're going on like day. It's um, by the time this podcast is released. I think we're on day 39. Day 39. Crazy. This, this whole thing's supposed to be starting to wrap up kind of right No, Am I, did I read that somewhere? Yes, that is correct. In fact, this week, uh, Dallas County started some of those. Uh, soft opening things, but it's, it's not really open, open. It just means that if you had a surgery you were going to get, you can get the surgery. Or if you wanted to pick something up from your favorite Dallas area retailer, you can pick it up at the front door and they can leave it for you. And you Gotcha. So it's not like a real reopening, but you're right. Some of, some things are going to yeah. start to open up. And, but I, but I think that us like broadcasting <clears throat> in a close quarters studio is probably a ways off still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that that might be the case. It's not all bad, though. I went to Best Buy the other day and bought a phone charger. It's the best Best Buy experience I've ever had. I didn't have to get out of my car. I didn't have to go in. They came and did it all for me. It was amazing. Why can't it always be that way? And we did that when the, that kind of, this whole thing first started, and uh, it was a nightmare. It was a, the complete opposite experience. Like, everybody was there, and we got there 
an hour and a half before closing. And we sat in the parking lot for a good hour before they even realized we were there. You know, when we did the online check-in thing and, and all of that, but uh, there was just, there was enough people there that were willing to get out of their car and go make a scene that they kept jumping in front of us in, in the queue where the workers would have to go and, and deal with them before they got back to us. So uh, we eventually had to do that ourselves. And then, and then we got uh, taken care of to get out and go throw the fit too or you're just going to be left behind right yeah yeah it was uh it was rolling down the window and screaming at somebody hey can you would you mind coming over here? i mean we were nice about it but uh it was definitely we're gonna have to make something happen because they're not going to find us so so just for anybody that's new that's listening in um this isn't our typical second shot format we typically do two headlines and then a third one where we talk about um some of the reviews and and, and things of that nature. Right now with all of this going on, what our goal is is that we're trying to bring some special kind of guests that really can help um, drive to help you during this time that everybody's stuck at home and out of routines. And, you know, last week we did mortgage help because people talking about refinancing, which I think was huge. We've done um, like um, we've therapy. Done budgets, we've done therapy, which was like a group therapy session for all of us. We've talked about how to save money. So today, um, my friend Sarah T, who owns Redo Kids and Redo Designs, is going to tell us how to upcycle from stuff that we already have in our homes. Because, you know, we're, we're here more, so why not beautify them? So it's just kind of a, a softer, more fun topic. Hopefully give you some DIY inspiration. She, um, <clears throat> gosh, she has been all over the place media-wise, so it's a fun gift for us and i'm excited about it but it'll be in the second segment but now we do have a headline to slay we are going to do one headline yes we do have a headline the 2020 nfl draft is finally here i don't believe it after months of mock drafts and evaluations and projections league's annual player selection meeting is set to kick off this thursday or when you're listening to the show yesterday uh with the first round the second third rounds will follow on friday the day the show comes out and then saturday right after uh usa today is going to be running the whole thing and it's been weird because obviously with quarantine and COVID 19 people don't know how exactly this is all going to work but here's what you need to know first off it's running on thursday friday and saturday secondly it's going to be on espn uh, the nfl network and abc just like always and it's going to be done from home uh commissioner roger goodell will announce picks from his new york home and coaches and general managers will also work from their individual residences. So definitely some exciting stuff. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot about sports. If the video games and movies and stuff didn't tip you off. Uh, Heath, what do you know about this? So I, I can tell you this. Here's, what, here's, here, here's what's interesting. I've been watching. So typically, Zach, so you know that they'll take the, the, you know, the top, you know, first round picks. You know, they'll, they'll pick typically – you know, 20 to 40 different kids that are projected to be some of the top ones taken. Yeah. And they invite them actually to the draft and they get to go on the stage. All the rest of them do it from home because they're not inviting everybody in. But what's interesting this year that I saw is that they basically, what they've done with all the top people have sent out these little like good video kits. So like all of them have gotten big boxes of light and basic cameras and microphones so they can have them in their houses. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And doesn't that have to be a lot cheaper than flying them all in? It's like, hey, maybe we saved a lot of money here. Well, yes, exactly. Well, this is definitely money saving. And that's what we all need to do right now. When I thought about the draft and how different it's going to be, like Jerry Jones just sitting in his home office, just on yeah. his computer doing these things, it made me think of like 
no divas are allowed in quarantine. Like it's really just everybody kind of on their own. So for example, if you were the one who had an assistant bringing you coffee and bringing you, you know, getting your whole act together and this is the lineup and this is who's coming and kind of educating you, like you are on your own. And it's been the same thing for people working from home. You're sort of left to your own devices and your own creativity. And it's been interesting to see all of that stripped away. And for family lives too, the people who had a lot of like help at home, yeah. They're taking care of their own kids. You know what I mean? They're um, taking care of, you know, cleaning the house, cooking their own food, doing these little things that most of America does anyway. But it's um, in things like the NFL draft where they're usually all of these big expensive teams helping them out. I think um, I think the thing that this really exemplifies for me and what this whole situation has, I think, taught a lot of us is that things that we previously thought were impossible are actually very possible. Um, you know, the the draft is uh, a lot of it in in the past has been predicated on. Um, you know, you have you have to be there. Deals are being made. There's a lot of gamesmanship going on. There's a lot of people waiting until the very last second before they announce, and that's all part of the process. But now, when you've taken this whole thing online, um, th- that throws a lot of wrenches in that. You know, what if someone's internet connections is a little bit bad? What if what if this or what if that? You know, there's a lot of different variables that they can't control for. And whereas, you know, in the past they would have said, no, we, there's no way we can do a draft online because of all these reasons, because we can't do the things that we always have done. And, uh, and I think the same goes for uh, companies that said people can't work from home and for businesses that said we can't, you know, we can't survive or we can't do business in, in any other way other than, uh, you know, the way that we've always done it. Um, so I, I think like this is just a very big example of you know what, if you got to get it done, you're going to find a way to get it done. And there, and things may look a lot different, but we could probably learn a lot of lessons out of this as well. But, you know, what, what I took my second shot on just, uh, you know, on the draft as a whole is um, it it's not up to what anybody picks you at to where you end at. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that in the draft, it, there's so many number one bust overall you can't miss guys that bust and then there's those Tom Brady's picked up in the fourth round that become the greatest NFL player of all time um and what I like about this day is that you'll see some of these people that um I'm Aaron I'm a Packers fan so Aaron say Aaron Rodgers was when he was drafted was projected to be in in the you know top five um basically draft picks he slid all the way down to pick number 21 and he was like the last person sitting in the green room it was very embarrassing and humiliating for him and he took that as a chip on his shoulder to say i'm gonna go and make you all wish you died and he's now one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and and you got some people that don't get picked and they let it lets it devastate them you know to where they can't come back from it and i think about that in our life and go you know, the draft especially is predicated on, yes, somebody has to pick you in those spots, right? But it that's not the spot you have to end up at. You know, based on your body of work and what you put into it and what you want to drive to do is where it's going to matter where you end at. So it's not where you pick, it's where you end. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Yes, and such a good, yeah, it's a, it's a good example of it and a good reminder because so many times somebody else gives us the label and then we just take that on. Even if it's not our, even if we don't like the label, even if it's, what is it, Mr. Irrelevant, the last, pick, the last person, the last person picked is Mr. Irrelevant. So, so he could take that and just feel, I am the last 
guy picked. Yeah, I'm in the NFL, but I'm the last guy picked. I'm probably going to be on the practice squad forever. Or you could say, I made it in. Like, I'm here, I'm available, and then and then take it. So, yeah, I like that, just with regard to not taking in the, the label or the number that you're Well, you know how many people that think that, oh, I've just been given my lot in life, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was born in a poor family, I'm going to stay poor, and I was born in, to not be able to go get this done, get that done, my... Genes, my, health, my gene pool yeah. says that my health is always going to be horrible. You know, no, it's not about where you're drafted. It's not about where you start at. It is about where you end, and anybody can make it in and out of that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact that it's going to be more difficult for some than others, mm-hmm. right? But it's still a choice that you get to know. In in the NFL, those people are drafted there, and there's some of them that, and it devastates them. Some of them they put a chip on their shoulder and end up, you know, at all, and and. I just want to encourage people that, you know, this is that is something to look at. This life-changing nights for a lot of people. And not take this kind of time to think about your spirit with all these changes going on and going, hey, maybe we can change the lot to where we're at. What do you guys think? I have the best Wi-Fi connection. This is one in the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you guys are onto something. Definitely, you know when I when I looked at this, I didn't think so much about the NFL because, of course, I'm not a sports guy. I thought about Las Vegas, which is a weird place to think about. But originally, that's where the 2020 draft was supposed to be. I was out in Las Vegas in January before all this kicked off, and it was all anybody was talking about. Uber drivers were talking about the the 2020 draft, and there were billboards up the 2020 draft, and there were all these things that were going to be going on. They they were talking about putting in a sky bridge over one of the main streets that cost like millions of dollars that they had gotten funding for. And now the 2020 draft isn't happening there. And I think what's encouraging about that, although that seems bad for all of those people and certainly the local economy in Las Vegas, is that it's just kind of an example of the resiliency of, of, of the human spirit, I guess, or society or culture. But the fact that we can bounce back from this stuff, the fact that not only is the NFL draft still happening, but it's happening this week. And it's, it's, it's not getting delayed or something. It's still going to go through and they've come up with a solution and people have solved the problem. That, that, that adversity breeds creativity in a really inspiring way. And I think we can take that inspiration and use it for ourselves. Says the guy with the Star Wars shirt. Zach, That's right. Thank I you. love it so much. And the way that you've been able to pivot now and talk about sports is just music to my ears. It Thanks. Is so good. <laughs> and we're going to pivot in the next segment. Are we ready to talk about our guest coming in. I think so. I, um, I I just wanted to wrap it up with you guys to, to know that these are trying times. Um, us here at Second Shot are with you and that I hope that anything you take some inspiration from all these changes and knowing that if you're getting creative and doing different things, this is the time. This is the time to make your moves. This is the time to make a change because things are not the same. This is the easiest part to get out of your habits because your habits are changed so much. This is the time to make those other choices that you didn't want. It doesn't matter where you're picked at. It doesn't matter where you start. You have the ability to make some certain decisions and to change where you end up at. And you've got to have the faith that you can make that happen. We'll see you back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. You know you have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So, uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, what is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. 
So if you have, uh, you know, are with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. (laughs) It has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. Are you a DIY person? Do you, or not? Right? I, I'm not. I'm not the best. You don't say. At the world. Hey, now, come on. I mean, Heath is like, he orders something and it doesn't, it, he can't figure it out immediately. So he just like orders another one. That's. <laughs> Like, like if it doesn't come out of the box, just like immediately working, he's like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'll buy something else. But I got to say, during these times, if there's a time that makes you want to try to do some stuff that you didn't because you're trying to pass time, it's right now. And and our guest today's like uh, made Brighton's first Halloween costume uh, yes. was Tapatio. That's right. Tapatio yes. is our favorites, which should sponsor the podcast. I know. You know. We do need Tapatio as a sponsor. So we welcome in Sarah T from Redo Kids and Redo Design. Hey, Sarah. Hi guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. So is this, so Sarah has been in media all over the country. In fact, she has like this big national opportunity coming up, but this is her first podcast, right? Yes. This is my very first podcast. So wow. I'm excited. Love it. So she did when I worked at Fox and then she's done, did stuff for morning dose and hopefully she'll be doing stuff for this new show that I'm working on. She's amazing. And so creative and has, I mean, come up with so many cool things for Brighton. And we've discussed stuff for our future house, if it ever gets done in like the year 2025. But we thought it would be fun to do a segment kind of highlighting things that you can do with stuff that you already have at your house. Because even though things are starting to open up a little bit, maybe you can get some supplies here and there. The idea is still that we only leave when it's essential. And I don't know if a craft is essential. So Sarah, let's talk about, first of all, what is, what is upcycling? Well, upcycling is basically taking something that already exists and reworking it, recreating it into something new that gives it more value or helps you use it again. So a little different than recycling, whereas with recycling, it's just about taking something and, you know, re, uh, reusing the material and then making something else out of it. So this is upcycling is kind of up. I always say it's like upping something's game, like, you know, taking something like a skateboard and making it into a toilet paper holder. Oh, so much good stuff. A skateboard into a toilet paper holder. See what now, I mean? Yes, it's that, so cool. That, Matt, you, you, have you not thought about taking your skateboard and making it a toilet paper holder? <laughs> I, I mean, I have neither a skateboard nor crafting ability, so I've, that has never, ever crossed my mind. It never crossed your right. Yeah. Well, with all the toilet paper stuff going on right now, you know, I mean, you might not find any toilet paper to go it's on true. it, but I have one in my kid's bathroom. I do. I, I um, decided that I had this skateboard shell and what I was going to do with it. And I needed the toilet paper holder broke. And I was like, this would be really cool to just mount toilet paper rolls on. And it looks cool. It's such a good idea. So you also have this paint bucket turned storage container. Yes. Oh, how, how do we turn our paint bucket into a storage container? Well, when you upcycle and you want to create design things for your house, it's really about taking things that you already have that you think you might need to throw away. Like I had this throw 
which my son spilled. I don't even remember what it was, something on it. And it was like one big spot. It was grape juice, I think. And it was ruined. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this? So I covered a paint bucket with it and um, created a like ottoman or storage, or you could use it for a party because it's the paint bucket is, you know, paint buckets, you could keep things cold inside of it. So you basically just take your throw, you cut off uh, the pieces that are non-essential and you use hot glue and you just tuck it and wrap it around and then you wrap it around the lid and just really hot glue. Or you could even um, use like double-sided tape. You could use super glue. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go out and be crafty and have a hot glue gun. And then you've got a great little piece, especially if the throw is expensive or, or looks cool. And then you've got a little cool little piece for your house. So definitely you don't want to throw things like that away. I got the paint bucket out of the garage and you know, the throw it's, it's salvaged now and it's reloved. So quick, quick question on this is Matt, are we going to have um, some show notes or link to something to maybe show some pictures for this? Yes. Uh, yeah. For the audio, for the uh, audio listeners, you'll, you can find, I'll, I'll attach some images there for you. And uh, for those of you watching the video version, uh, it should be on your screen uh, right now. So for us ignorant people, what is throw? When you say throw, what's a throw? (laughs) (laughs) No, what a blanket, Sarah. Like a blanket or. Okay. Yeah. Like a cozy snuggle blanket you would use on the couch, right? Yes. So okay. any type of blanket, you could use a tablecloth, you could use a sheet, you could use an old flannel shirt, anything, sweater, doesn't matter. Anything that you get a stain on, you can always cut it into a strip and wrap it around something. You, there's different size paint buckets too. You could use a bigger one, a smaller one. You could do it. I mean, the, the options are endless on that one. That's such a good idea for kids' rooms too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or stuff like an ottoman to buy a really expensive ottoman. You're like, oh, I don't know about that, but maybe a kid's blanket or something. Wouldn't that yeah. be cute in Brighton's room? Yeah. Okay. The yes. Yeah. She has is this plan on how to rework a plain base with a Sharpie. I, I don't even know. Well, I don't know if anyone's ever bought the Trader Joe orchids. I don't know about the guys, but I'm sure Jenny has. And when you're done, you get those white vases, you know, those plain white vases that still have the price tag on them. And they're just like, what do you do with these? Cause you know, the orchids don't last forever. So I was thinking I wanted to like zhuzh up my table a little. And I'm like, I've done this with a lamp before. I created a really cool design on a lamp. And I'm like, why not use Sharpies and draw my own design on, I'll show it up here. I know not everybody can see this, but um, we'll have a link to it. Uh, Just draw on with a Sharpie, just draw a design on it. Does whatever design you want. I looked online and saw this little design and I, it took me five minutes. And then, you know, it's like, I mean, it's pretty cute adds a little something colorful to your table. Well, I guess because Sharpies don't come off. Doesn't right. come off. We know that all too yeah. well with a two-year-old. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, that's that's a scary thing. No, they don't come off. And you always can take like a little spray lacquer, like the clear lacquer that comes like spray paint and spray the outside of it. And then it'll definitely hold. But yeah, it doesn't come off. And um, I think it's really cute to do for maybe even like during this time, a neighbor or someone that might be by themselves, you can always... Um, decorate one or write a handwritten note on it. Like my son takes these as teacher gifts and he puts his, he will draw his handprint on it and like a little signature. So you're using something that you would have already had and just kind of tossed in a cabinet and recreating it and making it have a whole different feel. What a good idea for Mother's Day too. If you're like, absolutely. Need an idea for Mother's Day to try to go mm-hmm. like maybe grab some flowers from the lawn or maybe you order them with your to-go grocery order and then have a custom done 
vase for mom with the handprint on it. Like, hint, hint, I would love that. Zach, oh. need to trace your handprint, and now you got your Mother's Day <laughs> gifts. Perfect. Yeah, I'll mail it to her. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm pretty sure that even at your age, if you traced your hand on one of these and sent it to your mom with a little note, that she would, like, cry. Yeah, she she put it right up on the fridge, right, 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 right under all of my papers from school. I think she'd still be impressed that I remembered. It, so uh, yes. something, yeah. Uh, Sarah, Aww. I've got a question for you. I'm curious. Yes. Uh, I think yeah. the cool thing about upcycling is people can use what they already have, right? You can take right. what you've already got. You've been able to do that. What I want to know is where are you getting your inspiration for design? I think it's one thing a lot of people are missing. They may have the ingredients to put things together. How are you getting these ideas to just kind of, I don't know, make it all happen? Well, sometimes it just comes out of my own brain and it kind of starts with like, if I make a trip to the thrift store, I don't like throwing things away. And when it doesn't have a purpose anymore, I try to like figure out a way. I know not everybody can, has that vision, but they can definitely do it. So researching online, I mean, there's no shame in searching things online and finding something cool you want to try to remake. Also, one thing I do is I find things that I see all the time when I'm thrifting or at garage sales and I always see crutches. There's always walkers, like the most random things. And I'm like, I see these all the time. So what can I do with them? So then I, I decided, okay, well, those crutches look like that shelf I wanted. So I'm going to flip them upside down, take the stuff off and make them into a shelf. Or that walker, I could paint and add these galvanized buckets to it and make it into an ice bucket stand. So I just, I think my brain just operates that way. And I know a lot of people's don't, but if you, if you don't have that ability, just search online, find things in a magazine. And sometimes it's just about finding something to copy. Like, you know, this, I mean, we all know what these look like. And then if you have the throw you like, then think, well, I don't want to get rid of this. What can I do with it? And ask everyone in your family. Your kids are great at coming up with um, ideas on how to upcycle too. I, I, I am curious. People have been upcycling a little bit at home already by making masks, mm -hmm. right? Anybody who yeah. can't get N95 stuff will make stuff out of, clothes they already have or dish towels. My mom is cutting up my dad's shirts, I think, as we speak to make masks. Uh, the question I have is, when all this blows over, can we make something out of masks? Can you double upcycle? Oh, right? Because well, people are going to have spares. Okay, I'm serious when I say this. Don't laugh at me. You guys oh, are going to no. think I'm crazy. Nope. <laughs> if it were me being a mom, I would use those as lactating pads when this is all done. Okay. I'm not even kidding you. Like seriously, <laughs> because That's think about it. I mean, they're like the perfect shape. Like for the, you buy those expensive pads when you're nursing. Why not just slide them in there? Zach is so regretting asking that question. <laughs> I'm, I definitely sh I shows my hand a little bit. I don't know a whole lot about what that is, but I believe you that it's important. And that's what Yes, it is important. It is important. Oh, you can use them for anything. I mean, heck, even if you just take them apart and use them to clean with. You know, I, you're, it's still fabric or a towel, but that is, that's a good question. Now I'm going to come up with like 10 different ideas that you can use, upcycle those for, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a little Perfect. segment. On I mean, that. I, I, I definitely would, post, would you? Thanks. I definitely would use the, uh, the, <laughs> okay, the other thing you little have paper ones when I'm like working in the yard. So now having a nice one that I can wash and reuse, yeah, I, mean, I might as well use it, you know, cause so to try to keep dust out of my face or something like that. Yeah, for sure have Sarah is how to turn table runners into a rug and maybe just for like I guess we have to teach Heath what a table runner is. Now that's <laughs> a thing that goes on a table that they pretties it up right? It's a blanket for a table yeah. For a table. Gotcha. Nailed it. That's 
Right. It is one of these suckers. Okay, so table runners are the things that typically run down the center of the table. I had a couple of really long ones, and they happen to be the same because I combined them to do on a really long table. And when I wasn't using them, I'm like, okay, what can I do with these? And I'm like, this would be a really cool rug. Too bad it's not a rug. So that's kind of how I thought about it. I just like the fabric. So if you take your table runners and you face them like sides facing each other, like the sides you want facing out facing each other, and then you guys, I'm not even kidding you when I tell you, duct tape. I love, some, some, tape. I love some duct tape to heat. See, I'm telling you, we're on the same page, the duct tape. And you duct tape one edge together. Just do it a couple of times all the way from one side to the other and then open it back up and kind of you can run an iron over it to press it out. It will hold. You can use it as a hallway runner. You can use it as a bathroom rug. I had this one in my bathroom and it was, it's so cute. So, and then when you're, you know, you don't want to use it, you can pick it up, wash it and take it apart and reuse it as a table runner. That is such a cute idea. And Heath, you can do it. It's no glue. It's no, there's no tools involved. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, oh and you could do it with everything. If I <laughs> you don't need any tools for this one, but you definitely, I mean, you could use uh, placemats. You could anything that's of a, you know, that you put on the table and they don't have to match. They can be opposite colors and things, but it's a great way, especially at the holidays to um, use things that you already have instead of going out to Pottery Barn or wherever and buying some expensive table runner. Okay. The other thing that I think is super cute really quickly is, and that I think would be a good Mother's Day gift with Mother's Day coming up is the um, mini gardens made from upcycled cans. Yes. Oh, aren't these so cute? Okay. So I love these little succulent gardens. Um, basically, it's a can. Find a beverage that someone really likes. Yes, see, there you go, girl. Find a beverage that someone really likes. Um, LaCroix or LaCroix, LaCroix. I know I've heard some people say LaCroix. I'm like, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's, per how is it LaCroix, right? Officially LaCroix, the company, like it's a whole thing, but whole even thing. it looks like it's, it's LaCroix. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was going to say, I would think it was LaCroix. So then you, you take your can. And did you know that if you use a can opener, you can literally take the top of a can off, like it'll come right off. And then once the top is off, you poke a couple holes in the bottom, you put a little sand in there, you put a little soil and you plant your succulent. And then you can give someone a really cool little gift for their table with like a, I mean, it, I mean you could do this with like a chili pepper and a Bud Light. Yeah, that's pretty right? cool. That isn't that well, and that's good. Brighton and I actually grass. Heath was like, there's no way this is working. This is complete baloney. We grew some grass in the little egg carton, but we have, it's so long. Heath keeps saying, Brighton, you need to row your grass, but maybe we could put it into these and make it cute. Like make a cute little kind of stand up and put it with some succulents. Well, yeah, that is pretty cool though with the drinks in it and putting them in there. That looks really neat. And you guys that are listening, you'll be able to go in and, and, and see that on the link, but I think that's super cool looking. Even take some sharpies and draw on it if you want. Oh, that. look, he's getting creative. What? <laughs> cool. And I've been talking like non-toxic living and trying to transition our family over to this. Is that using stuff you have, Sarah? Is just it's bringing less toxins into the house because you don't have to off-gas it. Explain what off-gassing is. Yes, off-gassing is basically the gases that come off of things that are made with chemicals, which basically is carpet, flooring, mattresses. I mean, you name it. So when you buy something that is um, older, vintage, or been around a while, even if it's you know two years old, it's already lost a lot of the VOCs that come off of it. You know, we try to get paints and things that are low VOC. What that is is you're trying to get things with low chemical amounts, and not everything you can buy 
you know, I mean, as you know, Jenny, you can't get everything with low VOCs. Sometimes you just have to, right. Sometimes you just have to get the mattress or whatever, take it out of the plastic. What I do, I actually just got a new mattress for my son, Sebastian out of the plastic. It's outside, um, for two weeks at least. I mean, you put it in a garage, you could put it anywhere that's not in the room. So definitely you want to off gas things when you get them. But the great thing about shopping secondhand or vintage is that most of that's done. And hey, you know, it's going to last because it's already been around forever, right? Yes, I, I really love that tip, you know, because we always think new is better. And, and if now more than ever, I think people are realizing we are left to what's in our homes, we have to be creative in order to have something new and to bring new light into our lives. So I just I think your mission is so beautiful, Sarah, and I love the intel on off-gassing. And, and I think the, the stuff that like Zach was talking about, I honestly think that if you just think about how to repurpose things, but instead of just getting rid of them, will help you inspire ways to think of how to use it. You know, when we talk about how to get inspiration, is just going, hey, instead of throwing it away, what can it be used for? Maybe you set it um, in the living room for a couple of days so it keeps jogging your memory till you come up with something, but... I definitely think if it's just on the top of your mind that it's something that you'll probably end up thinking about. I just text Sarah and ask her. Yeah, or donate it, guys. If, you've, if you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, donate it. Or you can always do swaps with your friends. You know, I do toy swaps all the time with my friends. I'm like, hey, 10 toys for 10 toys, let's do it. You know, and then you get new stuff and it's you're not wasting a bunch of things. So you can always donate or swap. Love that idea. Love that idea. Okay, Sarah, where can everybody find you? Because you guys have to see her Instagram. It is so on fire. Like her house is amazing. Her kids are amazing. Their family's so cute and they upcycle things. So tell everybody where they can find you. That's probably where they get a lot of inspiration. Follow her. A ton of inspiration from her page. Yeah. I, yep. It's, we're having a lot of fun for sure. We're getting ready to do renovation on the house. So I'm trying to find ways in this time, especially to like still repurpose, uh, redo kids, R E D E U X K I D Z on Instagram or secondhand style with Sarah T. Usually Instagram is probably the best place to find me. I do have redokids.com, which leads you to all the same places, but I do a lot on IGTV and, um, all the segments that I do for different shows. Like if you miss Jenny are, uh, are all posted on there. So you can watch past segments. I mean, I'll, we'll cover every topic like back to school, what to do in the summer. Not, not everything for just kids though. It's home decor and fashion, a lot of fashion for, for moms, some dads and kids too. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks guys. Fun being here. Well, we're, this is a, that was, a, I like that. That's going to, this is going to be some good stuff. I think I think taking some time right now is the time. I mean, what the heck else do we got to do? I've done more yard work than I've ever done in my life just because there's nothing else to do. We have a full-time yard uh, guy here, people. You know, but I, I'm going to keep shaming everybody that if you like this episode, I got lots of texts from people last week's mortgage episode and stuff, for instance, but I didn't see any of them texting, sharing it. Come on now. Share it on social media. Leave us a rating review. It helps bodies um, come up to the top to where more people can find us and if they find inspiration in the show where can they find you okay everybody i will see you on instagram.com slash second shot pod that is our page i would love to connect with you there i would love to see you in the second shot facebook we just added like a and again we would love your rating review or share if you find any of this valuable um we're just here to kind of serve you through this quarantine together time what about you zach and matt
uh, at Apple Zagintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'm definitely hanging out in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash second shot. I'm also still doing my movie podcast, Off Script Film Review, in the same place you find all your other podcasts. So if you need something to watch because you're in quarantine and you're bored, first, subscribe to Second Shot. And secondly, maybe check out our show and find out what's worth watching. And I am Matt Stoker one. That's the numeral one on Instagram and also in the second shot Facebook group. It's so it was great to see all the new members there. We got a ton of them uh, the other day. That was awesome to see. Um, so welcome. And uh, you'll see me popping up uh, as best as I can whenever these videos premiere um, right after they release on Friday afternoon. Ed Heat folks and at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram and, and Facebook is where you're going to get me the most. Um, I hope that you take a, a, a chance on wherever you were drafted it or wherever you started it, that you make a choice to end in a different spot that you'd rather be in. And I hope you take some time to, you know, upside some stuff and have some fun around the house with, you know, taking crutches, bookcase. That, that, <laughs> that should be fun. But leave us a rating review. I love y'all and we'll see you again. Bye-bye, everybody.